Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. Hey everybody, Scott Tucker here. Welcome back to a Veteran Wealth Secrets. This is the show where, hey, we, we want to learn about the other opportunities that you don't typically hear about in post-military life. Have folks come on the show, whether you're on active duty, you're in transition, you're already a veteran, whatever it is, to talk about your journey, some of the insights you picked up that you really didn't expect. And so I think the story we're going to hear today, and I'm going to have to ask again, I'll try it, from the CEO and founder of Addy's Extracts, Dan Turchan. No, uh, Turtan. Turtan. What's the origin of that? Croatian, actually. Cro okay. Um, very cool. No, it's... I never made it. I lived in Europe for 11 years. And I never made it to Croatia, which I'm kicking myself for it. But no, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, very excited uh, to talk about your journey. Uh, it seems just from your LinkedIn profile looks very interesting. Usually when you hear someone's gotten into the cannabis industry in one way or the other, that it's there's a story behind it. But I also like to mention to the veteran community that the cannabis industry is a booming industry with lots of job opportunities, and it's not all about the plant per se. There's other aspects of the industry, logistics, media, whatever. Maybe we get into that. Maybe we don't today, but I'm just so glad to have you on, Dan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey from you know, being a Marine Corps dog handler, which is super cool. I'm a, I'm a dog lover, so that must have been fun, and, and getting out in the civilian world, trying a couple other things, and then Ending up creating your own thing. What's what's the genesis? Yeah, absolutely. First, Scott, thank you very much for having me. Uh, this is a wonderful opportunity, and I'm very thankful to uh, be here today. My journey, I think, like many other veterans, is uh, a little unique. I grew up, unfortunately, I lost two uncles to heroin overdoses. Wow. And I was uh, very passionate about being very anti-drug and joined the Marine Corps to become a military police officer. And then eventually my goals and ambitions were to go into DEA and be a special agent, kick down doors and, and arrest the bad guys. Life has a weird way of, of teaching you lessons. So th throughout my life, I've had a couple shoulder surgeries and shoulder injuries uh, from playing sports as well as my time in the military. And then also during my time in the military, I had three hip surgeries. And when the VA kind of gave me what I refer to as my death sentence of 300 Percocets a month and up to 600 ibuprofen as a way of treating my pain post-surgery. And this was going to be for the rest of my life. I started researching and trying to find other alternatives to manage my pain. That sentence, if you will, motivated me to study exercise science as my undergrad after I, I got out of the military, as well as nutrition. It's the reason I still try to keep an active lifestyle today. But it's also what introduced me to plant medicine, specifically cannabis and hemp. In 2010, when I was finishing up my last year in, in the Marine Corps in California, they were voting to legalize recreational marijuana. And so... I laughed at it and had no idea recreational or let alone medical even existed. 
And so I started researching and, and doing my homework, like everybody else, you, the wonderful world of Google and YouTube, but found a lot of information out there that kept showing me a lot of value. So I experimented a little bit with cannabis once I got out of the Marines in 2012. And something really unique happened is at that time I was having sleep issues, talking in my sleep, walking in my sleep, just a lot of weird, again, normal for some veterans, but just weird habits in my sleep. And consuming cannabis at the time helped me help me with mm -hmm. some of those issues. But why I was addressing it was with all my hip and shoulder pain. And it was also helping me there. The downside of that is I didn't like walking around being high all day. And certainly I didn't like the way at the time in Missouri, it was still legal, how I was having to go about being able to try this and treat this. So I, I continued on through my college career, educated myself, ended up working in the corporate sector for a couple of years. And during the, those years, on my downtime, I would travel with my girlfriend, now wife. We would travel and talk to dispensaries, any cultivators, any processors, anybody who would give us five minutes of their time and just educate us as much as possible on, mm. on the complete supply chain of cannabis, as well as what we were doing and educating ourselves on our own. And then come around 2016, 2017, after 2014 uh, farm bill had come out and then the 2018 farm bill, uh, you started seeing things open up. And around 2017 is when I started telling my wife, hey, we need to start looking into this as something that we could invest in for the future. Just how much it had helped me with my issues and injuries. My wife also has an autoimmune disease called scleroderma, and it, it would actually go into remission during the times in which she was consuming cannabis. Now we've had kids and things like wow. that. So when she had to stop her consumption, unfortunately it, it came out of remission and actually started to progress more rapidly. So we've just seen so on a personal level, so much value from cannabis as a potential medicine or an alternative and then sharing that with like friends and family and then seeing the positive impacts it's had with them to let us in 2017, I went to what's known as the Entrepreneurship Bootcamp for Veterans or EBV program. It's sponsored by Syracuse University, but the one I attended was at University of Missouri or Mizzou. And they teach you just the basic fundamentals of, of entrepreneurship. So like banking, accounting, legal, insurance, marketing, and, and they also have this network of individuals and, and companies that will help you support over that next year. And that was what launched our company, Eddie's Extracts. I originally went there for something completely different, but having the conversations with all the other veterans and finding that at the end of every night after our classes, they were coming to me asking me a million things about cannabis. Uh -huh. So the first time I really opened up and talked to other individuals about it. Then after that, I came back and I said, hey, we, we have to figure something out here. I know the legalities and everything, but we have to start educating and, and we have to start networking and, and building this relationship here in St. Louis and, and, and Missouri and eventually abroad before before the industry establishes itself. Mm -hmm. And so we started this in December of 2017. We didn't sell anything or, or, or pr promote any products other than education and consulting until 2018 after the farm bill was passed. And then that's when we started partnering with a couple manufacturers to produce the products now that we, we have on market. Wow, that's a that's quite a journey, man. Because I'm guessing the idea of entrepreneurship just might not have been. Out, or had you thought about entrepreneurship at all before this whole thing manifested? That's a great question. Yes, actually, I, since okay. I was a little kid, I always had this this desire to be an entrepreneur, to have everything on my shoulders. And the reason that was is I saw my grandmother and grandfather. My grandfather actually just passed away this year, unfortunately. Sorry. To, yeah, I, I appreciate it. He had AFib and 
COVID got them at the beginning of all this. It's unfortunate. But that being said, they were some of the happiest individuals I had ever seen. And they owned a dance and music studio. And their their life... Their life schedule was they'd get up in the morning, uh, they had breakfast together. She would do things around the house and he would work on, he, he had this beautiful yard. He was an artist to, mm-hmm. to a degree I can never explain. And then in the afternoon, he would teach guitar. She was teaching dance. Their four daughters, which my mother and my three aunts, mm-hmm. they were teachers there. And so I just saw this culture and community that they had been able to create out of nothing just because of their love and passion for music. And I said, that's, I, I don't know what it's going to be when I'm older, but I know that this is something that is going to be what I strive to achieve. And then full circle, it was when I started seeing the positive impacts again of cannabis and, and CBD products mm-hmm. for other veterans and friends that it, it went from being a side project passion to this is a lot of ways is my mission in life is mm-hmm. being able to give back to others and educate others about the positive aspects of these products. A little bit of a personal story for me. I, I gotten out of the army about 12 years ago. I was over in Germany. The things I thought were going to happen over there fell apart. And I floundered around for a few years and eventually found myself in San Diego and just didn't know what I was looking for. Didn't know what I was trying to do. Felt very you know, limited and uncreative. I was you know, getting depressed. I went to the VA. They gave me meds that I didn't think was helping me. But I'm in California. It was, it was legal medical cannabis. And I was like, yeah, I did it in high school. You know, why not? Why not go see? What can it hurt? And smoked a joint. Two weeks later, I had written a book. And yeah, I, I hadn't done anything creative in my whole life. And I was just like, wow, okay. Now, that was the THC aspect of it. I think, surprisingly, a lot of people still don't understand the different cap- <clears throat> cannabinoids. Cannabinoids? You know, there's the THC. You know, that gets you stoned and high and lazy. Well, I wrote a book, so I don't know how you, how you argue <laughs> that. But the CBD, and there's a bunch of other cannabinoids, but the CBD is the, the big one most people talk about. Let's just say the non-psychoactive ones, which mm-hmm. is, is the crux of your business. Hemp is not marijuana. Can you dispel some of these myths and, and, and rumors, please, as we need to do over and over again to tell people like, this is a plant out of the ground. There's ways to get benefits without getting stoned if you don't want to be. And, and it really does help a lot of people get off a, a lot of medications. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To start at the basics is you have cannabis, is the cannabis family. And underneath that falls hemp, which is a low to very little to no THC within the plant. Or you have what's usually commonly known as marijuana, which that name is going away. But let's call it cannabis for, for that sake. And that's usually a moderate to high amount of of THC. So what you get in, in recreational cannabis or the medicinal cannabis side is the THC is really what that is alluding to. Contrary, you have CBD or cannabidiol, which is another cannabinoid within the plant that is technically addressed and covered under now what's known as the 2018 Farm Bill. Mm-hmm. So this is this can be derived from industrial hemp, which is a plant that through breeding processes over many years has led to very little to no THC within it. And that allows you to be able to extract it, whether it's to become CBD, CBG, CBN, other cannabinoids, you can get specific terpene profiles, or you can turn it into many textiles and other consumer goods. For our purpose, we work in the, under the 2018 Farm Bill. And there's a couple of reasons for that, to be very upfront and honest, starting your own business with very little to no money. We wanted to make sure that we could get into an industry without spreading ourselves too thin. Like I said, we started this company from our own blood, sweat, and tears. and 
money saved over many years to be able to get to where we are. Also with the hemp industry, there's a little bit less regulation in the sense that licensing for it at the state and federal level. We just had a, so we just got our cultivation license in the state of Missouri back in July. So we're hoping to have plants in the ground this next year. It'd be our first harvest in, in the state of Missouri, which is one of our biggest goals that we had as a company. That was a, a nominal fee. We have to register with the Department of Agriculture in the state of Missouri. But beyond that, there was no real federal hurdles to go over, contrary to the medical and recreational cannabis industry side. That's how we ended up a little bit more in the hemp, as well as the fact that we could provide products as a good starting point for certain injuries, ailments, and, and concerns people may have. Now, again, as THC has a great time and place and can be a very strong tool, but you also see people being able to start out with CBD and, and CBG and CBN and, and other cannabinoids before having to get to the, the intoxication side of THC. So clearly this is a very personal story that led to your entrepreneurial journey. Those tend to be the, the best because it's like, hey, you're following your passion. Nothing wrong with being self-employed, maybe being a franchise owner or sales individual and do it that way. But when you can really identify and, and you just have that need to go do the research and then start trying stuff. I'm guessing a lot of people along the way said, Dan, what are you doing? This is illegal. <laughs> You're crazy. Don't start a business, so on and so forth. And I know that was a secret you wanted to share today. Tell us more why we should never respond to the answer no. Yeah, great question. So I, I spent, like I shared with you earlier, I had unfortunately had two uncles pass away from heroin in my life. And what motivated me to go into the military was military police and then eventually DEA. And now here I am, ironically enough, and a partner in a, in, in a hemp company. So just seeing the full gamut of being very anti-drug, anti-substance to there are medicinal and and even potentially recreational benefits of these products. That's what kind of led me to starting this company and getting to where we are. To be honest with you, whoa, I, Scott, you're going to hate me. I lost the train of thought with you. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, sometimes I, I, I ask roundabout questions because I'm trying to I'm trying to understand the what's behind this. But you said never oh. take no for an answer. What yes, did you mean yes. by that? No, great question. And, and I apologize for that train of thought. So number one was when I got out in 2012 and started experimenting with cannabis products as an alternative to the prescription medications that I was getting from the VA, I had to be hush-hush about it. I didn't tell our friends. I didn't tell our family. I didn't want to be known as a stoner kid in the right. family. I just didn't want to disappoint friends and family. And so educating, continue to educate myself and sharing little things with my friends and family about the benefits and, and everything I was learning. I eventually around 2015, I started feeling a little bit more comfortable sharing my my experiences with it, but still kept it very tight. I dealt with the whole scrutiny with the family too. Oh, they made fun of my wife and I, oh, there's the stoner kids. Cause during this time we went from being, we were fun and party to we no longer drink. We were, we don't consume alcohol. We changed a lot of our diet and nutrition and, and how we approach things. And so there was a lot of changes going on. And I, and the people that you love and you're close to don't necessarily see the changes that you do on a daily basis. You just see the manifestation over a long period of time. Oh uh, yeah. And so we stayed in the closet, but when we started thinking about wanting to do this as a business, that's where everybody thought we were crazy. Say, Hey, uh -huh. you need to stop. You can't do this. And sure enough, we, we, we just st stayed the course and we were able to eventually create something that now we're in a farmer's market. We're in multiple retail outlets here in St. Louis. And every, if I had, had I listened to every single person throughout my life that told me that I can't do this or you're not, I would have quit almost everything I've ever done in my entire life. I'm not a very big guy, but I played ice hockey from a very young age uh -huh. and 
I spent a very long time getting cut from teams because I was a small guy. And back then, if you were a small guy and you're playing checking hockey at that time, it didn't matter what your skill set were. It was, you're too much of an injury risk, but I stuck with it. And eventually I I went on to play. I grew up and, and got bigger and I played varsity hockey and was very successful at that. And so I've always had this determination and mental attitude of never take no for an answer because of what you end up finding out is a lot of times when somebody is telling you either a they can't do it or you can't do it um, or it's impossible generally it's because of their 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 abilities or capabilities or what they have achieved in their own life Mm -hmm. and so they're unable to see what you may be able to see or what you believe that you can manifest. So just having that that positive mental attitude. And if something is always telling you to keep doing this and, and you're doing something for good, I can't justify any reason ever getting off of that pathway. And had I, like I said, had I had I stopped what we were doing, we would have never started this company in 2017. We wouldn't right. have been in retail shops in 2019. And we wouldn't have helped the 500 plus customers that we've had this year during the whole COVID chaos that we've had here up and down with the lockdown. I'm guessing uh, there's a lot more interest uh, these days because you've you know, heard about you know, the people lockdown is causing all sorts of extra problems. I mean, people being mm-hmm. just staying at home, it's just crazy levels of depression and other things that that leads to. But I'm curious, even though the, the, you, had, you had doubt or did you ever have a, you clearly push through follow the passion because like you said you, i know this to be true i know it to be helpful i must go through but did you have any doubts like i i, I did all the time because it was always like i know this but then what i have been told about how life is supposed to work or how transition out of the military <laughs> is supposed to work i must be crazy and only because i i knew i could never be an employee i would just get fired mm-hmm. immediately did I? I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep fumbling around this way. Did you have any doubts? And if so, like, how, how'd you push through it? Having doubts. It's more like still have. Every Constant, every, yeah. every single day, especially if you're a high achiever, you're always assessing your yourself, both as a professional, as an individual, even worse as a father now. Being a dad, mm. there's I have never analyzed myself the way I do there. So for me, yeah, there, every single day, I couldn't tell you how many times I wake up at three o'clock in the morning over the last several years and walk downstairs in my basement at night. We have a nice little walkout and I'll sit back on our little porch and we'll be doubled over crying and in, mm. in tears because of the pressures and the setbacks, especially in the industry that we're working in. Every single day, something is being set back or moving forward and, and is changing and evolving. And one thing that we set out to to combat that is is being able to have transparency in what we do but also setting those standards. So we, on all of our products, we do five panel testing and having that level of standard is what I think is going to set um, a good precedence for regulation in the future. Cause mm-hmm. without having a transparency and doing these testing, how can you really ensure what you're doing with the product? But uh, yeah, it, being an entrepreneur and starting your own business, there's many days that it, it is absolutely wonderful and you're happy. And then there's other days where the pressure of the world and everything you're doing, there's so many other aspects of people relying on you as well that it's, it, it does tear at you. But never for one second did that ever make deter me. If anything, those were those moments of, if you will, weakness or insecurity are, are when you're growing. At least that's what I've learned in my life is anytime I've been nervous or scared, it, it is because now I, I know that what's coming in front of me is more responsibility. I am, I now have a, a level of, if you will, education is power. Uh, this power to, to help others and manifest that to, to their liking. And so 
I, I always try to remind myself in those times when I'm insecure or down about it. This is where the growth has really taken place. And like I said, there's many times that I've, it's been wonderful, but there have been many times too, where you're just like, ah, oh, somebody take this from me. Just do it. I, yeah. I need a break for five minutes. But that the resilience is between being an athlete and that's instilled in the military is, is really what's helped me to be able to push through and be able to get over those moments of weakness, if you will. Yeah, no, thank you for be, being open and, and sharing mm -hmm. that. Entrepreneurship is rough because you are taking, I mean, full self-responsibility. It's all on you. That's a blessing and a curse. But think about what if you're in a job you hate, you have a boss that just treats you horrible, and, and but you don't, you got to go get the paycheck. You can't be creative. You can't pivot. Even if regulations are coming down on us and rules are changing and customers are upset, the bottom line is when it's your thing, you get to make the changes. And mm -hmm. the and, and it's never happens overnight. We all think, and, and, and so that's why I want to encourage, I think the moral of the story is there's no dabbling in entrepreneurship. I want to do this on the side. You can do something a few hours a week if you still have a regular job. But it's got to be like, I'm, I'm going to go in, I'm going to see where the roadblocks are, where the failures are, get feedback, improve, build up, improving. It, it, it takes a long time. So I'm very <laughs> proud of you for your success here in the first few years. Dan, as we close up here, what's next for Addy's Extracts in the next three years or so? What do you see? What are you looking to build, to create? And uh, yeah, and, and yeah, what do you think the next three years will look like? Great. Yeah. The great question. Number one is, is bringing cultivation here to Missouri. That was one of our mm -hmm. big goals being able to achieve that after getting our cultivation license going into 2021 is, is a huge achievement for us. Beyond that is being able to bring processing to St. Louis as well. But for me, my, my mission is, has been, and always will be, uh, is how can I give back to other veterans in the veteran community? We're very fortunate, very lucky. Our ability and our skill set to communicate with one another and to communicate in general is not always something a skill set that some other veterans or individuals do have. And not utilizing that skill set, I think, would be a shame, which is why you do what you do today. That being said, our goal as this company grows is to primarily hire veterans and to bring on veterans and even further teach those veterans to be entrepreneurs. Because uh, the reality is not everybody stays at the company and we may be the greatest company in the world to work yeah. at, but you have your own personal ambitions and, and goals. And I hope anybody who does work with us or for us in the future learns that skill set of entrepreneurship and, and has those tools to go out and, and start their own at ease, if you will, yeah. um, however that may be. And, and however we can give back to the veteran community, whether that's jobs or just a, a helping hand, that's what we want to focus on. But eventually looking at the next three years is owning that complete seed to sale vertical integration okay. in Missouri, and then eventually transitioning into the uh, recreational cannabis side as things develop and, and evolve here in Missouri. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Now, I, I love that idea. I always advocate for it. You know, veterans, when you get your first job, don't think that's your career for life. Use it as a stepping stone. You know, Build skill sets, knowledge, figure out what it is you like, you don't like. And then maybe if you like, go try your you know, go try, try something else and don't look at it like, oh, I'm leaving my employer or whatever. Look at it as, hey, you're making a space for another veteran to come in and start. No, I love that, man. Actually, can, can you want to talk, talk a little bit about, you know, is this a good industry? Obviously, you're looking to hire veterans, but <laughs> is this a good industry for veterans? Cannabis companies aren't showing up to veteran career fairs. The assumption is, oh, I don't want to go be a, a dispensary. I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the opportunities for veterans in this industry. And yet, who better to be in a highly regulated environment that's also chaos at the same time? 
yeah. run it. Yeah, tell us a little bit about how veterans should think about working in the cannabis space. Mm. So w- when I look at the evolution of the cannabis industry and, and why I think it's a perfect industry for veterans to transition into is number one is this is still an industry, not just hemp and, and CBD, but the recreational and medical side of a lot of individuals who are, are here to make some money and not necessarily help individuals. And I hate to use this term, but there's just generalization of snakes. There are just some snakes out there still in this I've industry. Yeah. And, and having veterans and having people that have a level of integrity, accountability, and bringing that standard in into the community, I think would be very key. Number two is breaking that stigma. Let's not sit here and I, I don't know the numbers or, or the percentages, but take a look back at the Vietnam War. And how many veterans from that Vietnam War are have been were or still are self-medicating, whether with cannabis or yeah. other rec- recreational drugs? Why are we sitting here playing this game like it's not happening? Why are mm-hmm. we not having educated discussions on how this might be something that could potentially help veterans? Now, mm-hmm. I walked that slippery slope or, or that that gray line of I can't tell you that this is a medicinal or medical product. But I can tell you, hey, I've had a dog that used to have seizures who now has been taking our product for two months and has only had one seizure in the last two months. Wow. Now, I don't know if it's my product or not, but it it is, it, 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 that is a, a feedback from our, our customer. So bringing veterans into the industry, I think is something that their integrity and their, their work ethic is what would bring the value. Last but not least, this is, when you start at zero, there's only one way to go, right? It's up. Mm-hmm. When you are, whether you're at rock bottom or you're just starting today, guess what? Right now, this is still the beginning of the cannabis and hemp industry. Mm-hmm. Why would you not want to start right now? Yeah. Why would you not want to be a part of what creates the right way of doing things? Not every industry has had this luxury. We are one of the most educated generations ever. Why not take what we have and our skill set and, and our care for one another as a veteran community in particular and build off of that and make this industry, I have this industry done. And that's really what I wanted to step into when I did this. I said, if not me, then who? And yeah. so that, that whole take no for an answer, it, it's right there is if I'm seeing the value and I'm not sharing that with anybody, then what am I doing to help people? So I, I, that's why I think right now is the right time for veterans to get into it and grow, whether it's with our company or others. There's some other brands out there, veteran-owned brands. I'm a fan of every single one of them. I'll never say anything negative. Anytime you're trying to help help somebody, whether it's veterans or, or not, have at it. That's what we're here for. Yeah, man, you aren't kidding. This is, because what is the thing we hear about most? I, I talk to senior enlisted, senior officers, whatever, they come out and it's, oh, they won't hire me or they want to take me a lower position. They don't respect my thing. It's, I didn't have, I don't have enough industry experience. Mm-hmm. In the cannabis industry, nobody does. So Correct. even if you start at a low level, who, who cares? Because if you can bring value, people are going to say, oh, I see that, move it. It's not, there's no credentials. They're just looking for bodies who want to get things done. And especially, uh, as you mentioned, and I've heard the same, it's still a, a nasty, shady world. Mm-hmm. And but there is more. Heck, I, I know I started a Facebook group that has over 120 West Point grads that are all in the cannabis industry. Wow. And so it's yeah, there's some serious. You think get out of the military, a bunch of academy grads, you wouldn't think that they get into cannabis, but no, it's getting huge. I really like that you're on the forefront of pushing that issue as well. Please let me know how I can help anytime to help spread that word because it is so important for the help. Of, okay, you're right. Can't say medicinally. 
<laughs> it's a plant that sometimes helps you feel better than you were before. Oh, oh, try it out. See it. See if it mm -hmm. makes you feel better. It's legal in all fifty states. Tell us how do people get a hold of you? Your stuff. Are you? Are you? Are people could hemp CBD can be purchased mm -hmm. in all fifty states, correct? And ship. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there is no, unless you're active duty military, that's still technically. Yeah. Okay. So the best way to get a hold of us is our website is at ease extracts. It's A T E A Z E extracts.com or on Instagram and Facebook at ease extracts.com. <laughs> it's always a fun one. We didn't think that through when we got to the Instagram. Oh. The one thing <laughs> I have no problem being honest here. I, I am not the most skilled individual when it comes to social media. So I'm still trying to learn. And that's why if you know your weakness, build a team around you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let me throw up the, the website here real quick. That's right. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Awesome, man. No, yeah. Yeah. So, social media thing. I'll, I'll tell you, it does work. Just pick your battles and Pick one platform. <laughs> I think uh, LinkedIn is a unique opportunity these days to really share a message and opportunities in the veteran community for sure. But mm. no, thanks again, Dan. Really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing how things are going. And for everybody else, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thank you guys. Take care. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Well Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.